For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hey, it is Angie and The Good News gals. Jennifer Bishop is here. Donna Hetzler, Michelle Betts, Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life, has a big announcement. Drum roll, please. <laughs> and we're going to have that in a few mementos. Uh, but prior uh, to that, just want to say a little shout out and thanks to producer Dave, who found us a really cool story that will relate somewhat to Beatrice's announcement because she was in the military and this involves military people, correct? Right, right. In fact, the main person in the story, so it's kind of a longer story, but the main person in the story is a retired um, army sergeant who lost the use of his legs mm. and um, he was suffering from PTSD. He lost his best friend. Um, and he didn't know what to do. He was considering suicide until he f- met these people in this group. Mm-hmm. So and, uh, what they do is they take – it's actually super cool what they did. They they take kind of their feelings and they kind of journal a little bit, and they get together with these singer-songwriters and musicians, and then they turn these their experiences into these songs. It's actually really cool how she did it too for this particular guy because she – said, hey, the first thing he ever said to her, she turned into the first line of the song. (laughs) And I think that it's really cool, and it's very touching. Today we look at how music can bridge differences and heal souls. Army veteran Joshua Gertz and Nashville music folk musician Mary Gaucher are two Americans who seem to have nothing in common. But thanks to a powerful experience at a songwriting retreat, they're now lifelong friends and creative collaborators. They spoke with Jan Crawford. Jan, good morning. Well, good morning. You know, we know about the struggles that some of our returning war veterans go through as they battle the devastating effects of PTSD. And although there are a lot of therapy programs out there, only a few use professional musicians to achieve some pretty dramatic results. One group is actually turning wounded warriors into songwriters, and that is saving lives one four-minute song at a time. Backstage at Nashville's Grand Ole Opry, it's always a night to remember. And this is where, Josh, you come in here. But for retired Army Sergeant Joshua Gertz, it's also a night he never thought he'd live to see. It's like I won some kind of like VIP sweepstakes and I get to just be up there and watch. His long road to country music's hallowed halls started in September 2003 when he was finishing up his tour of duty in Iraq. It was my last night in country. Roadside bomb went off right next to my truck. He suffered a traumatic brain and spinal cord injury. But back home, with his wife and two children in upstate New York, the psychological injuries became far worse. I just felt like a burden. It was like I walked in the room and it sucked the life out of that room. Everyone got quiet. And you thought they would be better off without you. Yep. You attempted suicide. Yeah. I knew when I was going to do it again. Did you have a specific date or what was the date? November 7th. 
Why was that? It's the day my friend was killed. That friend, Army Private First Class Thomas Falk, died in a car accident a few years before the bombing. The two met in basic training and were like brothers. His two lifelines, a love of the harmonica and his wife Lisa, who enrolled him in a music program for veterans. It's quite a view. It's about 100 acres here. Darden Smith and Mary Judd co-founded Songwriting with Soldiers just over five years ago. They bring together vets and professional musicians at retreats like this one in Northern Virginia. It's not songwriting for soldiers, not songwriting about soldiers, songwriting with. Collaboration, that is the key. The events are equal parts, group therapy, writing workshop, and jam sessions. The vets share their feelings and experiences. The musicians help craft them into a song. The song is gigantic. It's so powerful, and they have it forever. And they see other people hear their song. And they see the other people tearing up or singing or laughing. They feel like their song is actually serving other people. Sandy with an eye. At his first retreat in 2015, Gertz connected with folk singer-songwriter Mary Gaucher. And I looked out the window as the veterans were starting to arrive, and I saw Josh and Lisa, and I just see the pain. And I'm looking out my window, and I, I, my first thought was, he's mine. I have to write with that guy. What did you see that made you think, I want to the write? The suffering. It's almost like a red-hot fireball was inside of him. And I knew that the song could take that red-hot fireball and make it tangible, and we could toss it out into the group. And it would not only take some of the infection out of him, but it would give courage to the group and be useful for other people. Your pain is like medicine for other people. I think so. And you never thought of it like that? No, not at all. Whatever it is, if it can help one other person, it's worth it. But it's not up to me. The newly formed duo talked until the song became clear. There was one preeminent thing that really was, was bringing him to his knees, and that was the one of the death of his best friend. I think the first line is kind of where you earn my trust. You know, she's trying to get the story, and like, I don't know, looking back on what, it, what comes to mind, I was like, oh, who the hell knows? And she's good. And you wrote down that first line. Looking back now, who the hell knows? I was like, it's that easy? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, this is kind of cool. But it's not up to me who dies and who carries on. If the music's right, it acts like a magnet and just pulls that story. All of that stuff that I held in and was so afraid to let out just poured out. It poured into the song, Still on the Ride, now one of 11 on Gaucher's new album, all co-written by Songwriting with Soldiers Vets. <laughs> and that album brings Gertz here to the stage of the Grand Ole Opry. This is retired Army Sergeant Joshua Gertz. <laughs> Looking back now, who the hell knows? soul of a dead soldier go my guardian angel me 
of songwriting with soldiers to me is, is mirrored in the fact that Josh Gertz is with us. It's the proof right there that it works because it's civilians and military communities changing. I mean, on the surface, you two could not be more, more different. different. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> so what does that say? That we need to get the hell away from the surface. So now when I think about my friend, I think about playing the Opry with Mary, and I think about that smile and my new family. They're standing up tonight. Now it's obvious to anyone who participates in these retreats that it works miracles for the veterans, but now two major academic institutions are preparing to launch scientific studies on the power of music to help heal traumatic brain injuries. And as for Josh Gertz, he is still a part of Songwriting with Soldiers, but now as a volunteer. Amen. That's cool. Wow. Cool, That's right? Good. Yeah. I like the song, too. It sounded cool. And just the way that lady talked, just... She was obviously a singer-songwriter. We need to get the H-E double hot. Right, <laughs> I know. Surface. I wasn't sure mm -hmm. about you guys, but I thought it was, in the context, it seemed very appropriate. Oh, my God. Well, and they said, um, your pain is like medicine. medicine. And what I love is, like, Beatrice has been doing the Grief Chronicles and just sharing her journey in that. And everybody's just drawn to you because you're so authentic and you're so real and you're you're not on the surface. You're like, hey, boo, this is what's going down and I'm having a bad day, right? Amen. And I people <laughs> gravitate to that. You're real. Yeah, you're right about that because mm -hmm. people ask me now and I've learned not to um, to fake it. They say, how you doing? I say, today is a good day or eh, not so good today. Because people need to know, you know, not everyone knows how to grieve. I really don't know how to grieve. Right. This is the first time. I don't. This Other is the first. Other your grandfather, yeah. you know, yeah. when you were not ready, yeah. you know, as a kid. Yes, but she was so young. How do you process yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so, and now I realize, though, that I was still grieving for my granddaddy. Right. Okay. And didn't even realize. Here I am, 59 years old, and not even realizing that I'm still grieving for, for Freeman Stallworth. Because he left here and I couldn't go and see him. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't at that time in South Carolina. You didn't let young children go into the, oh. the hospital rooms and stuff. Gosh. Yeah. And well, so that was so. There was no, no closure. closure. Yeah. No closure, no closure. whatsoever. For yeah. you, so it's, it's, I think it's interesting because we all grieve differently too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when my grandmother died, I was 11 and my mom made me mm. go in. I didn't want to. Hmm. Still alive? She, your grandmother was still alive? Alive. And, well, I was with her alive. Dead. Mm -hmm. So in the casket, I'm mm -hmm. like, Mom, I don't want to. Yes, oh, you will. Yes, wow. you will. So I thought, oh, my gosh, my grandma is going to wake up and start breathing. Like, I thought I saw yeah. her breathing. Yeah. So I think it's so interesting. And at 11 or 13, you don't get to make those choices, right? right? Mm -hmm. But it, it's it's just how people grieve is so differently as well. And I what a ble just like Donna said, what a blessing you are. Amen. Beatrice. And, you know, people still look at me as though, okay, is she going to pass out? Is she going to start crying? Is she going to just... Okay. But that's not me. That's not my character. No. Okay, no, but I, if you I'll did, cry at home. If right. you did, you know? that would be okay. Exactly. 
Exactly. But, you know, I, I'm open to what God is getting ready to do in my life. And, yeah, um, Beatrice Bruno, drill sergeant of life. So she lost her husband, as you know, just a short time ago. Mm-hmm. And she's been sporadically coming in when she feels up to it to be with us. And you just did a couple of women's conferences, including yes. Donna's Overwhelm Conference. And you'd mentioned to me that you felt God was really speaking to you. And we just played a military story because of, you know, Beatrice's military background. We like to share those stories of healing. And you'd mentioned to me in the past that there are so many hurting young people in the military. And that's one thing you, um, you know, really noticed when you were a drill sergeant, how many hurting people needed you. And, and speaking with God since the death of your husband, John, what's been going on? Well, God has started dealing with me on a ministry that he wants to take me out on the road. As you know, I used to drive a, a, an 18-wheeler. My husband and I were team drivers when we came here to Denver. That cracks and, me up that uh, you and your I husband were truck <laughs> together. Can't you just see I that? I want to do the bag? honk the horn sign to oh, her, like, oh, come oh, on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we had fun. We were good truck drivers. We just loved it. And um, he, God brought us here to the Denver Metro in 2002. Well, Right after my husband passed, about two or three days after he passed, I was driving and I saw an RV and I just looked at it and I said, oh, that's nice. And then later on, God was dealing with me. He said, I want you to go out on the road in an RV. And I'm like, excuse me, I'll get ready to turn 60 in January. God, are you kidding me? And he said, no. He said, you go to go to the military bases around the country, sell your books and preach the gospel. And the more he started... And hand out Bibles, hand out the anointing oil, and yes. and do what I do. You know, I have pray a for people pray for. Oh Lord, have mercy! Woo. You ain't kidding. Pray for people. And the more he talked to me about it, the more I was like, you know what, God, that's that's good because one of my husband and my dreams was to drive around the country in an RV wow. and just you know the kids are grown and right. and just go do it. Right. Well, now God has opened up the door for me to do it. And so um, come December the 1st, I'll probably be in the South while y'all getting this snow up here and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't think you should go. Well, praise <laughs> the Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe you can join us on, uh, you know, from the RV, from the <gasps> Oh, road. that'd be cool. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because I'm calling in and give us updates. Yeah. And- Absolutely. Let us follow you and help contribute for Bibles and things like that to hand out to the hurting soldiers who may not have been exposed to Jesus yet. Yes, and you know, this is such a good message for those who, um, you know, the life muck just came and you don't know what to do and you don't know that there's anything next in this next season. And Beatrice is such a great example of that because her vision was her and her husband to do the RV and God's like, nope, we're still going to do it even though your husband isn't here. So you might be at the end of your road thinking, you know, okay, all my plans that I had planned, I can't do them now. And God's saying, nope, you can still you can still move forward. Oh, yeah. And, and God's been really moving. He, um, I just saw the RV that I'm going to purchase a couple of days ago. And um, I'm getting ready to go to a class. It's called Work Camper Extravaganza or something like that down in Heber Springs, Arkansas. I had, go, I'm girl. sorry. I had to, <laughs> Where they teach had to you to do accident. what? To be a work camper. In other words, working from your RV while you're yeah. on the road. That's going to be Yeah, there's opportunities college. out there that I could mm-hmm. go to national parks and, you know, work there for a couple of That's checks and what, what have you. That's what I've been doing. And, and do what I do. That's what I've been doing. Amen. You've been working mm-hmm. on the road, too. Yes. Absolutely. Amen. And Jennifer is going to do my fundraiser because a lot of people have um, mentioned their interest in helping me with this ministry with like providing the oil for the anointing oil or or providing the bottles and and what have you. So Jennifer is going to do my fundraiser for me and 
we're just going to get on this road and do what we do. But I'm going to Heber Springs, Arkansas <laughs> first. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. And so this is, they teach you how to be a camper worker yes. and travel around the country yes. in your camper and do your work. Yes. Yes, fascinating. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it because I could end up in in I don't know one of the national parks as a person that's leading people to their sites. You know, get a paycheck, and then I get to park there for free. Yep, great. And then go and do what I do. Yep. So it's just it, the doors are opening. God is opening up so many doors for me to to be me, because after my husband passed, who is I Beatrice? Really, right? That's right. Who am I? And so God is continuing on my mission and sending me out there on the, the, the field, you know, in an RV, doing I, what I you'll do. You'll be going to military bases, yes. ministering to soldiers who are hurting, maybe dealing with PTSD or aren't familiar with yep. Jesus, or maybe they're young and they've left a difficult family, you know, uh, you know, eight, first 18 years and joined the military to just get away from home. Yes. But they, they're hurting a lot of these young people. Absolutely. And I've had many um, veterans, um, new veterans that's just coming out of the military and say, you know what, they need that. They need you on those military bases. And thank you so much. Please let me know how I can contribute to the the vision the mission and um, because there are soldiers out there they're they're caught in the undertow and they don't know what to do when they come back from these war zones they don't know what to do when they get out of the military yeah, just like the guy we just heard from yes Yep. Yes. So there's going to be a website. There's going to be a fundraiser, Jen. There'll be ways for people to contribute Bibles and yes. anointing oil, et cetera, to, yes. for your ministry to travel around the country. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. And I'm and so excited for you to do go do that. this. I mean, I'm like holding on to you and grieving. Like, you can't take my girl, God. No, you can't Amen. let her on the road. I Amen. love this girl, you know. Amen. But I'm excited what Praise God's doing in your life. We're going to meet her. Yeah, we're just going to fly out. The yeah. good news yeah, gals Yeah, but there's a difference between out. y'all and my kids. My kids have already said, can oh, we you go with you? You got bunk beds. I, yes, but they don't work. I can just see Tara's Char <laughs> like, uh, I think people might need massages along the road, and exactly. I can help out. And then your other daughter's probably like, uh, she's probably like, I can make cupcakes and cookies. For <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's exactly what they're saying. And, yeah. and my oldest son said to me, well, I can bring the grands. And I'm like, no. Kids. Yeah. No. No. So, you Maybe know, they but, can just meet you for a week of the journey. Right. A weekend. A weekend. weekend. <laughs> a, a weekend. Yes. And yeah. that'll, that'll be fine. After that'll like be fine. Wow. Is it two or three days, things get stinky. Yes. And I'm just, I, I'm not up for it. Wasn't I'm just it fish not. and relatives. That's, that's right. Yes. That's yeah. the, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to miss my, my good news gals, but y'all will hear from me on the road. Yeah. And, we'll just tell, have you join us while you're on I'm, the road. For I'm the camper you on the road. Update us. Amen. I think it's fascinating. Is there a website set up yet? How can people get in touch with you? Beatrice at drillsergeantoflife.com. My website is drillsergeantoflife.com, and we're going to be expanding that to add all this on it. I will be doing a podcast uh, while I'm out there on the road. It's probably still going to be the Grief Chronicles, but I don't I don't know yet because I, I think what, one of the signs I'm going to put on the RV is the widow's might. And yeah. the widow's oh. might was um, the lady in the Bible who had just that little coin to give. Everybody else gave out of their what they had, but she yeah. gave out of her need. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm giving my little well, bit. We talk about God's like glory that. boxes on the show. You'll probably Amen. hear that, but I like God's glory bus. 
Beatrice is God's glory bus. Well, actually, I've named it the Sermonator because Cindy, Cindy, I'll be back. You got all these good names. I like that. I like them both. The Sermonator, Sermonator Mobile. Yeah. So God Squad. I don't know something. We got to get something. I'm excited about it though. I really am. You should be excited. Do you have like a? Go ahead. Sorry. Do you have in your mind like a time frame or is it just indefinite? I'm just going doing my thing and I'll at least two years. Yeah. At wow. least two years. That yeah. sounds really good. All right, cool. give us your website again. DrillSergeantOfLife.com. All right. She's going to need Bibles and anointing oil. And Bottles, gas caps, money. everything. Bottles, caps for the oil. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with the good news. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two, and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things, and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Ark. God's Glory Boxes were started to help spread the glory of God, support Christian artists, and feed the hungry. At God's Glory Boxes, they get things from artists worldwide who share their love of God through their art, like paintings, jewelry, t-shirts, and pillowcases. Here's how it works. Go to the website godsglorybox.com. Choose a one-month, three-month, six-month, or 12-month subscription. Use the promo code GOODNEWS5 for $5 off a one-month subscription or GOODNEWS10 for $10 off a longer subscription. You can get God's Glory Boxes for yourself or as a gift, cancel whenever you want, and the best part is that for each box sold, God's Glory Boxes will donate five meals to hungry people in the community. Help spread God's glory today by starting your subscription at godsglorybox.com. And remember to use the promo codes GOODNEWS5 or GOODNEWS10 to take advantage of your special good news discount. Hey, welcome back. This is producer Dave sitting in for Angie. Uh, this is the, just going to be the next installment in our new series of author interviews that we've been doing. Um, uh, you know, a lot of times with all the good news ladies in there, we get an author in there and the author gets kind of washed out a little bit or we have a five minute interview with an author and we can't really get into the meat of the book. So we decided to do this middle sec segment where we can talk to these authors just one on one, me and them, we can talk about their book and we can really, really dive deep into a lot of these uh, the books, the ideas in the books and really get really good meaty answers. So today we're going to talk about a very powerful story it's it's part tragedy it's part uh you know overcoming great odds it's you know in the end it's what we do here on the good news and it's all good news so we're to be talking with author david klein and his book walk by faith and um, i don't know the whole story but i do know that one day when david was a young man he dove into a river and was paralyzed he broke his neck and 
you know, as anyone can wonder, uh, you know, being paralyzed has got to be very, very traumatic and very, very difficult. And David says that he wouldn't take it back. He says that it's made him who he is today. And I'm really interested in this idea because I feel like I would get deep in the doldrums if something like that had happened to me. And so I'm really interested in hearing David Klein's take on what happened to him and where he's gone and his journey that led him all the way to today. So hello, David. How are you today? Good. How you doing, Dave? I'm really good. Thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. I think our listeners are really going to like this book. And um, yeah, so let's just get into it. Uh, so why don't you tell us a story about what happened and uh, you know, tell us leading up to, to your accident. And then um, it says here that you that you wouldn't go back, you wouldn't fix it, that you, would, that, that you think that God has put, placed you here for a reason. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it started in 1987 in the summer. I was at a, a local lake, uh, a lake I'd been to a number of times. I was watching my brothers swim, and uh, one of them called to me while I was up on shore, and he asked me to swim with him. So I ran down the sand, ran into the water, dove in next to him. It was nothing stupid. I wasn't jumping off bridges or rocks. It was just kind of a dive everyone does when you kind of just run in and it feels deep enough. But somehow I hit my head on the sand under the water, and that instantly broke my neck. So it was just a freak accident. Um, Maybe I dove high to come down and hit my head. Maybe I didn't have my hands out in front of me, but it was just a freak accident. And I stayed conscious. I didn't black out, and somehow instantly I knew that I had been paralyzed. You knew right away. I, I, I knew, and, and maybe it was because uh, I had already read Johnny Erickson's biogra- autobiography, and so I, I knew that if you dive wrong and hit your head, there's a chance you're going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life. So maybe that's where that thought came, but, but I knew, and in that instant I, I had this thought, I I thought, well, God will heal me. And it just put me at peace and calm right there in that instant. Wow, that's amazing. I I feel like uh, most of us, I feel like I personally would be really upset and freaking out, but I guess you had the love of God wash over you, and and you still held out hope at this point, I'm sure. But then um, after a while, you realized how serious the injury was and how your life had changed. Now, um... Can you lead us up to when you kind of came to the realization that you weren't going to walk again? Well, as I said, somehow I knew instantly, but the, but the real realization came when I was floating in the water, staring up at the sky, couldn't move at all, and out of the corner of my eye, I could see my arm just floating over there, and I couldn't feel it, and I couldn't move it, and that's when it really uh, confirmed to me that, oh, I have done something serious, and and then later, officially, when I was taken to the hospital and did x-rays, then it was uh, for sure that I had indeed broken my neck. Right. And so after that, um, I'm sure it was difficult. Can you tell us about a little bit of your difficulties adjusting to your new life and, and some of the things, some of the thoughts that you went through, and maybe even sometimes that you doubted that this was happening for a reason? Well, that's the, that's the really amazing thing, and I guess the amazing thing about God is that I, I think he's given me extra faith, because from the very beginning, my thought was, well, God must have a reason for this. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he must have a reason. 
um, he's God, he's a big God, and he's in control of everything. So he must have given me faith because, like you said, I think most people would be freaking out in a situation like this and, and panicking and stress and, and doubting and questioning. But I really thought, I, I can't get mad at God because he's God. And I, I didn't really feel like I should question God either because I knew he, he knew what he was doing. And, and, um, and, and that's been the case. He's proven, he's proven that's true, that he does have a reason for everything. He's always working on something. Um, you know, my favorite verse, the verse I've really clung to through all this, is Romans 8:28, where it says, All things work together for good to them who love God and called her according to his purpose. And, and that's a promise, and God never fails his promises. So I, I really cling to that verse. Right, and you feel like this accident and you writing this book and sharing your experiences have called, that's your purpose that you've been called to. Is that right? Yes, and, and, and earlier before writing this book, I was a high school English teacher for 20 years. <laughs> and I, that thought had never entered my mind before my accident to be a teacher, so I think God wanted me there kind of as a, as a light to these kids in this public school. So I really do believe he's got purposes for each of us. We might not know it at the time, but we just have to trust him, and he'll open the doors there for us. Right, right. And so in light of all this, I've seen that you've written that you don't want to be kind of pigeonholed into this. You don't want to be this person who's defined by this disability or by this accident. Now, how do you fight against that, and how has that worked in your favor? Well, that's a good question. Um, well, for example, when I was teaching uh, in the first week of school, I would spend an entire period and tell my kids, my students, uh, my whole story and let them ask any questions they wanted about disability or anything. And then it seemed like after that, for the kids, it was no longer an issue. It was just, here I am, a teacher who gives them too much homework, and, and they're not focused on the disability anymore. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I've tried to, to maintain a a normal life and have a job and things like that so that I'm not, like you said, defined by a disability. Right, right. But in light of all that, I'm sure that there's been times when you felt vulnerable or weak or insecure, limited in your abilities. And how have you learned to kind of control that part of your journey and overcome that? Well, you're exactly right. And, and there's a a part of my book where I talk about that. Um, when I was in college, um, I went through this sort of embarrassing kind of subject, and that was just the way I, I pick up my own water bottle, just something simple. Because my arms, I have some mobility, but I don't have uh, mobility of my fingers. So for me to pick up my water bottle, I, I have to use both hands, and I kind of push them against the water bottle and pick it up. And it's certainly not the average way everybody picks up their water bottle. And so for me, I, I wouldn't do it in public for a while. I was kind of embarrassed. And then eventually I thought, well, that's stupid. I shouldn't be embarrassed. I want a drink of water. I'm going to get a drink of water. I don't care if people think it looks unusual. So that's how I got over that. And, and it's probably the same in some other instances as well. Right. And so, and obviously, um, I mean, a lot of people that have been through accidents like this, and I mean, picking up a water bottle is just the, the tip of the iceberg there. But have you had other health concerns or anything else that that could have challenged you to keep up? I mean, you have such an upbeat attitude. I, 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 I think it's upbeat for 
not only for somebody who's been through an accident, but upbeat for anybody. And I, I really see that, and I, I can feel God's love coming through you because of that. And so uh, is there any other ways that, you know, that people can pray for you or that, you know, other things that we can um, work on research for to help that would help you? Or is there any other challenges that we might not even know about? Oh, I appreciate that. There are a lot of challenges. Um, you know, some people think, you know, the the whole thing, the whole bad part about being quadriplegic is, you know, not being able to walk, but there's so many other health issues. Um, I've suffered from uh, kidney stones and pressure sores uh, that have kept me in bed for a month or two and uh, bronchitis and pneumonia. So I, I have to be constantly vigilant about my health and disciplined every day. Uh, and then other challenges are uh, caregivers. In my book, I talk about how I've had caregivers uh, steal from me or caregivers who are using drugs. And, and so I'm having to rely my whole life um, on these people who are not sober and they're passed out. And that's been a huge challenge for me. Uh, thank God right now I have a great caregivers. But uh, as I describe in my book, there's there's been some horrible, horrible, challenging times with health and caregivers. So it is a, it is a struggle. Um, so I do appreciate the prayers of you and your listeners. Right, right. Well, you certainly are in our prayers. And now um, I want to ask a little bit, like before the accident, was your faith as strong as it is today or directly after the accident? Or do you believe, how did this accident kind of affect your faith either to the negative or to the positive? Well, I became a Christian when I was about five years old, and I always thank God for grabbing me so young. And so I was a Christian when this happened to me at 17, um, but my faith had never really been tested. You know, I had a great childhood. Everything always worked out for me. Um, so this really kind of made me, uh, I guess no pun intended, uh, you know, walk the talk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this really challenged my faith, but... But like I said from the beginning, God somehow gave me this faith to trust Him. And um, so my, my faith was tested, but I think God will give us the faith. He will equip us for whatever He gives us. And if it's a, a lot and, and more than we think we can handle, uh, God will give us that strength and faith to get through it, just like He did for me. You know, that's something that we talk a lot about on the good news. Angie's always talking about how you're never going to be tested. Yes, the tests are going to be hard, and you're never going to be tested in a way that God doesn't think you can handle it. Yes, you won't think you can handle it, but God knows where you're going and what the test is about, and he knows that you can overcome this. And I admire your dedication and your faithfulness to knowing that you're going to be able to get through this. And I think that that's something that you really write about, that you talk about a lot in your book, is, you know, you, you talk about how even despite, like I said, other people that weren't in an accident before, we all feel kind of overwhelmed and unable to, un, like, unable to deal with hardships or circumstances that were put in or, or these trials and tribulations that were put in. But, but you have to hold on to the faith that God wouldn't put you in a situation. He's going to test you, and he's going to push you to your limits, but he's not going to put you in a situation that you cannot handle. Now, what would you, you know, to even to people who haven't, aren't quadriplegic, aren't, in an accident, fully able-bodied, uh, but they're still feeling like that. Do you you speak to those people and you still help them through your story? And what is the kind of things that you tell them to keep them on track and keep them focused? Well, yeah, everyone's going to go through something, and it might not be a spinal cord injury, but it's it's 
something, and it's hard, and it's challenging, and it's painful. But, but like you said, we we believe in a, a big God who's all powerful. He knows the beginning from the end. And, uh, I've heard a, a, an analogy once: how our lives are like a parade, where we're just there at one part of the parade, but God up above, He can see the beginning of the parade, the end of the parade, just like He can see our entire lives, the beginning and the end. And and uh, and He He wants what's best. He wants what's good. And and uh, he knows what's blessing, what blessings are around the corner for us. So he just wants us to trust him, no matter what we're going through, just to trust him and have faith. And, and as I said in Romans 8.28, everything will work together for good. And so we've just got to have faith. And, and that's something for everybody, not just people who have spinal cord injuries. Right, right. And I, that's something that we talk about a lot. I think it's such a beautiful message. Um, and so one more idea. We only have a couple, couple minutes left here. Um, and I have one more question for you, and then we're going to talk about kind of where to get the book and everything. But um, so everybody, I'm listening to. We're talking with David Klein. This is the good news with Angie Austin. This is producer Dave sitting in for Angie. And David Klein wrote a book called Walk by Faith, where he suffered a terrible accident, broke his spinal cord, became a quadriplegic, but throughout the entire thing, he knew that his faith in God was going to carry him through. Now, this final idea that I'm, I'm very interested in is, you say in the book, I didn't just want to live, I wanted a life. Now, what exactly does that mean, and how has that worked out, and are you able to do that? Well, that kind of goes back to how I didn't want my life defined by a disability. Um, I, I wanted to have a job and um, travel, um, maybe get married, yeah, have a normal life uh, and, and have accomplishments and not just be um, a guy in a wheelchair. And as I mentioned, I, I uh, ended up getting my teaching credential, um, taught for 20 years. I coached soccer for five years um, from my wheelchair. So I, I tried to do things that any able-bodied person could do so that they, they see that and not just a guy in a wheelchair. And, and I just wanted more of a life than, than just, you know, stuck in a wheelchair in a hospital or something. Right, right. And I, I completely agree with that. I think, uh, you know, I think it's funny, a lot of these things that you talk about, in order for you to talk about them, you had to be put into this situation. And I, and I admire you for, for your faithfulness and for you you sharing your story and sharing your message but these are all things that people deal with no matter what circumstance they are in and i i think that that's one thing that people are going to find in this book is you're going to be able to find things in your life that you can connect directly to david and his you know pardon the pun but his walk through life and uh you know and hopefully you know you'll be able to glean all these things through David and through his words and through his experiences. And I want to thank you again for being on the show. I thank you for sharing this, your story and sharing your book. I'm so happy to help you get the word out about it. Now, can you tell us a little bit about maybe what is next for you as far as writing books or where we can get this book or how we can help you and other ways that we can keep in contact with you? Thank you very much. I, I do have other book ideas that I'm thinking about. And, but right now, this book, Walk by Faith, is on Amazon, and it's in hardback and paperback and Kindle. Uh, it also is found on iTunes and barnesandnoble.com. Nice. And it is it uh, on iTunes? Is it an actual book or is it an audio book? Do you get to read this? It's, it's 
not audio. People have oh. been asking me that, so I should consider that. But uh, I do have it in digital format, and uh, I'm also on Facebook at David Klein Author, and that's K-L-I-N-E. Well, thank you again. This is this has been really great information. Thank you for sharing your story. I know a lot of our listeners are going to connect directly to you. I hope that you all reach out to David. Uh, I hope that we get a touch base again someday in the future, David. And I hope that God helps you carry through your journey despite the challenges. And I'd love to have you on the show again sometime. And I just want to thank you very much for being here. And everybody, thank you for listening to the good news. Um, uh, Angie will be back here in just a couple minutes and uh, we'll, we'll be all be back together with some more good news. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off, and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Art Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303-238-JANE, 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. Uh, they help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag, and I got it at ARC. I shop there, and I help others, and I donate my items about once every month or two. And I call 303-238-JANE, and they come right to my house with a truck, and they pick everything up. Check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE. Having fun in the mountains is easy year-round, no matter what your age with YMCA of the Rockies. Come fill your fall days and nights with our exciting Halloween spooktacular programs and entertaining activities. This year at the YMCA of the Rockies, there is something for everyone at our Halloween spooktacular events. Come join us for our Monster Mash skate party, our all-ages costume trick-or-treat night, our kid-friendly haunted house, plus many other special activities specially designed for the fun and exciting Halloween season. YMCA of the Rockies is an ideal vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for campers of all ages. Go to the planning guide under the activities tab at ymcarockies.org for more information. Fill your Halloween season with fun, exciting, and affordable adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Good News. If you like The Good News program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. 
Angie Austin here, looking for a getaway this fall. You know, my kids have fall break, and I've already looked into YMCA the Rockies. Uh, we had our family reunion there last year, as you know, 40-some-odd of us uh, up there. And we're already planning another 2020 reunion up there. But we go just as our family a few times a year. And sometimes we'll invite another family and somebody who does a really good job at planning these things that really makes, you know, our trip uh, wonderful every time is Julie Thomas. And she's the family programs director. And Julie, I have to say thank you so much for the work you do because you provide so much joy for so many families. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's what we're all here to do, just having fun in the mountains. You know, over the um, over the summer when I was there, and again we're you know moving into fall, but I have to tell you, I hadn't seen the whole Fourth um, uh, of July parade you do. I laughed so hard. There was a guy in your parade who worked in one of your departments, and it's all employees, and they dress up. And I still keep it on my Facebook. He was dressed up as the Statue of Liberty, and I said, "Looking good, Lady Liberty," and he just smiled and laughed at me and gave me a thumbs up. And what a wonderful family environment you have throughout the seasons up there. Oh, well, thanks. And that's what we're always going for. And I tell you what, while it's a treat to watch that parade, I don't know if anyone enjoys it quite as much as all of our day camp kiddos who get to participate. (laughs) That was cool. They were so cute. Okay, so in the fall, what are some of the activities? Because I know summer is your big season, but we go up year round. And so talk to people about some of the things that are a highlight for many in the fall, because hiking is still done. I know that. What else? Well, I think really the, the treat about the fall is, like you mentioned, summer's the big season, so it's a little quieter. Um, and we start to get the you know changing aspen leaves and the elk and everything. So uh, the whole dynamic has changed a lot. And we try to kind of mimic that by providing um, our Fall Fest weekends. So that's going to be the weekends of September 22nd, 29th, and then October 6th. Um, and that Fall Fest is hay rides and pumpkin painting, um, you know, some kind of fall activities, games, square dancing, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so having that co- on on those Saturdays, um, coming in towards October, we'll have a Halloween spectacular, and that involves some trick-or-treating around property, dressing up. Um, we do some fun movies, a Monster Mash roller skating party, um, and a little bit of a haunted house. Nothing too crazy, but uh, our outdoor education staff actually puts that on, and, and it's really cool. So those are some big highlights for the family over the fall um, and then we're also going to have some activities and uh, programming for active older adults, and, and that's a pretty broad, generic term, but we're going to look at doing some special uh, adventure activities um, during the week of September 18th to the 20th, and then we're also looking to do um, some exploration into the national park and photography and, and documenting uh, being out in this area, and that's going to happen uh, towards the end of September, the 25th through the 27th. So kind of a little special thing happening basically every week or weekend throughout the fall of year. Oh, my gosh, I need to live up there. Your, your hiking program, speaking of some of the active older adults, that's a you know, broad category. There were two Daves I took um, a hike up with um, up there, and I've one Dave, the tall, skinny, older Dave, who's 70. He was turning 70. I mean, the dude is doing 14ers, and I remember the first time I hiked with him, I'm like, oh, what? whatever, bro. Like, I can't keep up with you. He's mind-blowing. I mean, to me, and I I know 70 is not old anymore. It sure as heck is to be doing 14ers. Absolutely. Well, and the thing that's so crazy, and and people ask all the time, what's the difference between just taking a hike versus uh, going on a hike with one of your hike masters? And not only just, you know, being, you know, redefining what awesome is, because, right, you've got these guys hiking, hiking like crazy, um, but just their history with the park and with the trails out here and the connections they have, and their just understanding of, of what's going on up here. The amount of knowledge that 
you can gain from going on a hike with one of those guys is just it's invaluable and it's at no additional cost when you're standing up staying up here which is truly amazing because a lot of guided trips are are pretty pricey yeah pretty pricey and you're right you learn a lot um that was our favorite part of the summer trip that we took up there and i was excited to hear that the hiking program lasted into the fall there was one where we took the hike that was the old entrance to the rocky mountain national park and then he took old pictures and showed us the road that used to be there and we were finding some of the blacktop from the road with the yellow stripes still on it a couple of the big homes that had been up there and we found you know some of the pipes and like an old bottle an old spring from a stanley steamer I mean, come on. This stuff was amazing. And my kids, when I told them we were going to do these hikes, they were like, ugh, yuck. And they they loved it. So uh, a real highlight, and I agree with you. It's not like hiking on your own because they have so much knowledge that they can give to you. Uh, your locations in uh, Snow Mountain Ranch and also YMCA the Rockies and Estes Park really have been a highlight for my family. We don't have our own mountain cabin, but we think we uh, see your your location, your why, as our family uh, cabin. Cabin, uh, per se, even though we usually stay in different ones, or the lodge. The lodge rooms are fantastic. So where do they get more information about all of these events, the Spooktacular and the Fall Fest? Um, the elk up there, mind-blowing, the elk. They'll be bugling and walking right across the campus in front of you. It's amazing. The website, Julie? Yes, the website. And for more information specifically about these activities on the website, you, uh, you can just jump on to ymcarockies.org. Uh, click on that activities button, and it's already got the uh, fall planning guide up. So that's got brief highlights on everything, as well as updates every um, two weeks about what programs are currently running, what hikes are currently being offered, all of that. So as we continue to move through fall, you'll always have at least two weeks heads up on specific activities and times. Um, but then some of that general information about the fall fest, what's included on those weekends, what we're hoping to put together. Um, and what Spectacular is going to look like is all already up on the website. Again, it's under activities and then at the planning guide. You can flip through and see uh, everything we just talked about as well as some of our other things. So library, chapel programs, all kinds of stuff. So again, if you're inter- interested, go to ymcarockies.org and click on activities and you can look at the planning guide. Thank you so much, Julie. Absolutely. We look forward to seeing some folks up here. Excellent. Julie Thomas, Family Programs Director. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.